I'll talk to you about next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, word? You, you just, just going to throw Wednesday in my face like that? I just got a bad seed from you. <laughs> you are my bad well, seed. Apples to Apples, a podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to why do we need to have so many taxes taken out of our checks? Because I just got my first DOE paycheck today, and bruh, it hurts. It hurts so much to know what my annual salary is and how much I'm actually getting after taxes. It, 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 oh. Why you do this? Think, I used to think when I got overtime. And I would pay my net pay in taxes because I did so much OT. And oh my lord, it! I think what is it like thirty two percent? Oh, Greg. Oh God, I don't know. Just wait until the bonus check. Just wait until the bonus check. Bro, I was looking through the. I was looking at my pay stub today, and I was looking at all the deductions. I was like, stop! It's already dead. (laughs) (laughs) My God, stop! Stop! He's already. (laughs) <laughs> you just play any JR line. Yeah, man. I'm like, bro. By stop. God, stop the match. I'm saying. I'm like, come on, bro. What you're doing in my check is a slobber knocker. Like, stop. <laughs> They've killed him. That that God darn Jezebel, man. <laughs> come on, FICA. Why are you doing me dirty? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're listening to us. <laughs> I'm telling, bro, I'm tight. I needed this money, and it came in like, where's the rest of my money? <laughs> That's part about being a suburban brother. I don't pay that New York City tax. Bro, there's a city tax, a state tax, and <laughs> this and that. I'm like, bro. <laughs> and the teacher's retirement fund. I'm not retiring yet. Stop taking my money. <laughs> anyway. Go. Anyway. Go. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples. The number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud. You got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian Shakespearean candidate, Major English, which is certified the Godfather with everything to be dead to our because, baby, that's who I is. Now, Shades is still on his hiatus again. Our thoughts, wishes, and prayers go out to him and his family while they get through this. Um, but like I told you guys last week, we're going to keep bringing in guests to fill in the, to fill the spot. So last week we had my legitimate brother, the baby maker, the the big oob dog. But today we have somebody different, somebody else. Tell them who you are, baby. You have the other half of the suburban brothers. Your champion. You have Tommy Boy with you. Let me just say, nobody filled Shades' shoes. Oh, no. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So put it simply, Shades. You're in my heart. You're in my prayers. Hang in there. We'll hold it down while you get yourself get, get yourself back on your feet, buddy. Absolutely. But in the meantime, we are here to give you everything you need to know about the world of professional wrestling. We've got... The conclusion of the Ring of Honor Women's Championship Tournament. We have Impact announcing a brand new event. We have some people taking off of a show, being added to a show. Some ratings and demo news. 
we have some major controversies spurring on the heels or off the heels rather of a dark side of the ring. We got some contract Ooh. talk. We got a big championship changing hands. We have a wrestler stepping. My title's not going anywhere. Stop it. <laughs> we have we have a. Uh, we have someone stepping away from the game momentarily, maybe permanently. We're not sure, but we're going to find out at some point. But before we get into any and all of that news, Tommy Boy, I need you to do me a favor, brother. Yes, sir. Ring that bell. All right, so let's start with the non-WWE news, as we are one to do. Let's start with Jake Atlas. Um, some of you may not be familiar or may not remember who Jake Atlas is. That's because he was with WWE for a cup of coffee. He was actually made his television debut on Undercover Boss when Stephanie McMahon went undercover and Jake Atlas was on there, whatever. So he ended up signing a, a deal with them. I think he only worked about a year or two in NXT, was released this past August made his first post-WWE appearance working a Ring of Honor show, and then announced that he's stepping away from pro wrestling. So I don't know if this is meant to be stepping away permanently, stepping away for the time being. I don't know. Um, If I'm being honest, and this is kind of, I guess, a little... um, What's it called? A little... um, I guess scarred by this Leo rush back and forth at this yeah. point when a wrestler goes, I'm stepping away. Like, all right, whatever. Go fly a kite. Like we said, um, what was it? Double or nothing. Leo rush showed up, showed up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, here's another Brett Favre for the wrestling industry. I mean, that stuff got cleared up cause he, he got hurt at the show. And then he said, he's going to fulfill his dates with new Japan after he got healthy. And now he's healthy. So now he's working again. And then he's going to take time. Uh-huh. I don't know. The point is, the point is I'm especially in wrestling. When the 20 year vets have a hard time stepping away, it's really hard for me to take a 26 year old serious when he says I'm stepping away. Yeah. Like I'll believe it when I see it. A hundred percent. It's like, are you stepping away because you want to step away? Or are you stepping away because you're not getting what you want and you're making, trying to make the heart grow fonder through absence because you think you're better than you are. That's actually a good point. Um, but that's, that's Jake Atlas is not that that's not going to, that's not going to work, buddy. No one knows who you are. Yeah. I'm sorry. When, when but... you stop getting the, who are you chance? <laughs> maybe talk to us. Unless he's planning to like step away and then reinvent himself and come back, then I'm okay with that. If it's, right, if right, it's, I'm stepping away because I got to come up with something new to be successful. Mm-hmm. Then you know what? Tip of the cap. Good luck to you. Wish you the best. Exactly. If he wants to like work on himself, maybe work on his physique or work on his skill set or something. If if he wants to take it some time away to retool, by all means, all for it. But for just hearing this 26-year-old talk about he's going to step away from pro wrestling, man, get out of my face. Get out of my face. Fly kite. Bye-bye. All the kites. Anyway. (laughs) Moving on, uh, let's talk about some ratings. So AEW Dynamite 
was live this week from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. I would know. I was there. I'm not going to rant about it, even though I'm so angry at the way things worked out with this week's episode and next week's episode. But again, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. You are going to rant. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, you know why you're going to rant? Why? Because, you know, it, it's, I see what Shades was saying now about being acknowledged. What, what and is one this? of our fans, somebody that I gave a shout out to on the recap and review from AEW's All Out, Monty was generous enough as a gift to his champion for his birthday to say, you know what, champ, I have an extra ticket to the Grand Slam and I would like you to join me. Oh, I hate you endlessly. So you're going yeah. to the Grand Slam next week. I will be at Arthur Ashe Stadium Bro, don't for the Grand Slam don't next week. Don't talk to me ever again. You're never well, going to be on this show ever again. Well, then you might as well sign off now because your ratings are going to go down if you kick me off the show. The fans love me so much that they take me to shows. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so beside myself. <laughs> I don't even have – like, you ever been so angry that you're not angry? Uh, you kind of just, like, laugh at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to laugh in your face. That's how angry I am. Like, I, I'm Sicilian. It happens all the time. If, if we were not – since day one, we established we were not going to, like, curse and use profanity on this show. <laughs> and, bro, you, you're pushing me, my right? You're pushing off, me, my dude. Off air. Off air. Bro, off air. The minute this episode is done, I'm deleting your phone number from my phone. <laughs> no, not. Stop it. <laughs> Oh my god! I you love me too much. I can't. I can't with the show that I. Oh my god! I hate you so much. Oh my god! I said I wasn't gonna do this. I'm not doing 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 this. I watched the mediocre ass show. And you're but nope, no. I'm not doing this. Don't. I'm not doing this. Don't. 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 Three hundred dollars to get into a nosebleed, and this guy's just gonna walk in there because someone gave. Oh, here's a ticket. Here's a ticket. Come to the show with me. Blah 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 blah. Come watch this amazing show. Hey, he's acknowledging his champion. Oh, my God. Acknowledge these. You know what? Never mind. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) AEW's ratings are slightly down this week. However, despite AEW's ratings being down for Dynamite, they still beat Raw in the 18 to 49 demo for the second week in a row. I find that insane. I find it hilarious. Uh, hilariously insane because you go down your ratings, but you still win the demos because raw is not good. And you know, okay. So, um, Oh man, I wanted to leave this for the WWE portion. Okay. Let's, let's come back to this. Let's come back to this. Come back to it. Come come back back to to this because I have, I have much words to say. Okay. So let's move on. Let's go to new Japan. So John Moxie was scheduled to appear on new Japan's battle in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, AEW switched their show for full gear from whatever date it was. To it, was the, it went from the 6th to the 13th. Because right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So with, boxing and UFC are just off the charts that day. And yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a Canelo fight, right? It's a Canelo fight in boxing and a mega card at the Garden for UFC. Two title fights. Oh, yeah, at the Garden, too. No less. Yeah. yeah. The first event back at the garden since no since uh ufc 240 like november 2019 i mean i'm probably gonna watch the canelo fight i don't know about ufc but i like canelo so i'll be i'll be 
probably in the building for UFC under a working status. That's nice. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, so Mozzie was supposed to appear on Battle in the Valley, but Battle in the Valley now is going to be on the same date as the AEW show. So full obvi- gear. Right, as full gear, right. So, obviously, John Moxley's North American contract and his contract in general with AEW takes precedent over any other bookings. So, he, he had to be pulled from New Japan, Battle in the Valley, but to replace him, they brought in, or they will be bringing in, the real, true IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. So, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who has tickets for Battle of the Valley, you just got a tremendous upgrade. You so, did. I'm just saying, you went from Moxley to the aerial, assass- uh, the aerial assassin, the kingpin of the Empire. I'm just saying. The true champion. I, I don't know who Shingo Takagi thinks he is, but the true champion is Will Ospreay. There you go. See, I, I like you got to get a little more heelish with it, but I like where you're going with it. I'm just listen, listen. I have respect for Takagi. I like Shingo. I like Shingo. No, see that. That's but, where you but, lose. You got to lose but, the respect if you get to shoot on. But he's the interim. Champion, there you go. Right? He needs to know his place. New there Japan needs to know their place. They need to know who's who. They better not forget that Osprey never lost his title. That's right. That Osprey is the second IWGP World Heavyweight Champion beating Kota Ibushi in Ibushi's first defense of the title. So really, was Ibushi even the champion? I don't think so. The real champion is, is Will Osprey. So Takage can go to Cog somewhere else. Because he's nothing but an interim champion. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. I'm just letting facts be facts. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll work on your heel work, but well done. I'm not a heel. I just speak facts. I'm not here for the heat. I'm not here to be a baby. Listen, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad <laughs> no, no, guy. Don't, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Do not insult the tribal chief for the way he is today, bringing up... Whatever garbage that was before. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you, you booty. Blah. <laughs> All right. So now let's get into some fun stuff. Impact Wrestling has announced they're putting on a show. Now, before I, I go ahead with their announcement, I find it interesting that all of a sudden there's a pattern developing in the wrestling scene that kind of started. And this is one time I'm going to actually give WWE praise. So a few years ago, they had the first ever all-women's pay-per-view evolution. Fans have been clamoring for an evolution too. And unfortunately, WWE won't do it. But now, WWE has already announced Queen of the Ring, an all-female King of the Ring style tournament. We just had NWA Empower, which is NWA's all-female pay-per-view. And now Impact will be doing the same, bringing back their Knockouts Knockdown. Which, if I'm not mistaken, 
they have done in the past and they're bringing back now. So, and and, th- and I say that because I can hear Shades already yelling at me. Empire did it first. I know. TNA did it first. I know TNA did it first. Relax. <laughs> I know. I got it. I got it. TNA, the Impact, the Knockouts. I got it. I know. But they haven't done this in a long time. WWE, you know, with Evolution was the first, like, real big all-female pay-per-view. Mainstream. And, right, mainstream. And now, and now, like, NWA just did it, like, two weeks ago. Now they're doing Queen of the Ring in WWE. And now Impact is doing the Knockouts Knockdown event. Listen, I know we're not in WWE news, but before I forget this thought, I'm cool with Queen of the, Queen of the Ring. I like it. I hope they give some lesser-known lesser used talents a chance in that tournament because that's what that's what that's what that what tournament about? should Charlotte's be. Gonna win. Charlotte's gonna win. Of course Charlotte's gonna win. Ugh, because she's sickening. you know the queen blah 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 blah. Sickening. But if we don't go the Charlotte route, I hope that like the one terrible pattern with the King of the Ring has been lately that all of a sudden you're the King of the Ring. Now you're this regal Oh, oh, the gimmick. The gimmick that takes... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Automatically, your gimmick changes to a royal heel. You know what? The problem is that the guys who have done it, when they do it well, it works really well. Yeah. Booker T. King Booker is probably the best example of it. And then then he brought in Charmel, and he brought in Charmel, and then that was just gold. King Booker and Queen Charmel... Like absolute gold. That's pro in my opinion, that's probably the best post King of the Ring King gimmick adaptation. Because I was literally about to bring up a pre King of the Ring King that no, is. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a King gimmick born from winning the King of the Ring tournament. I think King Booker is the best one. But um Wade Barrett did a pretty good job with it, doing the, mm-hmm. the King uh, Barrett stuff. Yep. Um but then when it's bad, it's bad. Like, um, King Mabel was a, oh my God. Oh, oh God, it's so bad. King Corbin. He even looked uncomfortable with it. He looked like an idiot. And now Shinsuke has it. Do you understand? Do you understand that Shinsuke Nakamura's current gimmick is a stolen gimmick from someone who was riding a gimmick from winning the King of the Ring tournament? Yep. That he won, like, what, two years ago? Nobody will ever be the Macho King, though. The Macho King! Oh, my God. I just... Uh... Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Impact is going to be having the Knockouts Knockdown all-women's event, including their announced team is going to be all-female with... Melissa Santos, Mickey James, and Vita Scott as the broadcast team for the event. I that's think that's cool. That is that could be that I'm not gonna go one way or the other with this. <clears throat> Excuse me. All I'm gonna say is that can go one of two ways. Okay. It could either be really good or it could be a really b- bad episode of the view. Mm. So here's my thing. I think that idea if nothing else is a great idea i think it's really cool that they decided hey let's get an all-women's panel on top of this all-women's event i'm with that 100 percent whoever whoever's doing play-by-play like 
That's I the think thing. Melissa Santos is doing the play-by-play, if I'm not mistaken. And Mickey's going to be that, you know, the veteran color commentary person. Yeah. Because even in all the sports, like, I could think of plenty of women analysts, but play-by-play? But to be fair, how many women get the chance to do play-by-play? Oh, no. 100% fair. Um, I think, like, I've heard in soccer, I've heard female play-by-play. That was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – look, as long as they know what they're talking about, and by all accounts, Melissa Santos does, right? She's been in the wrestling world for a while. Yeah. I mean, she's married to Brian Cage, you know? Um, so there's no, it's not like she doesn't know her way around the ring. So And, and she has experience talking because, you know, she's, you know, done ring announcing – She's done acting, so I think Melissa Santos will be fine. Um, who, um, Mickey James, obviously, she's going to – I think she's the linchpin here. Yeah. Because the problem with WWE announcing, for example, is when they have their, their retired wrestler who gives their, their insight, it's usually someone like – David Otunga. Like, come on, guy. Like, what what are you doing here? Right? Um, or, like, right now with NXT, they have – what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Uh, Beth Phoenix. Uh, Beth Phoenix. And Beth Phoenix knows her stuff because she's a former wrestler. But because she's the third person at the table, she just gets fed junk. Yep. And – Unfortunately, when, you know, most women have a higher pitched voice and when you're just shouting nonsense, it comes off as annoying sometimes. And that's that's the problem. That's what she does. Exactly. I like Beth. Right. Yeah, because I basically won't go into it. I watched NXT this week just to see like the new brand. And once I heard, you know, Mm -hmm. what you know, what the car was, I, I was in. I had nothing really else to do, so, you know, I was like, all right, fine, nothing else is on. <laughs> I told myself I was going to watch it. I didn't watch it. I watched it. I, I turned it off before the wedding. But... I lied. I lied. And the wedding is the only thing that was worth watching. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, this could, be, this could be good. It could be bad. Um, it really – Mickey's has to, Mickey has to be that, that, that linchpin. And then Melissa or Vita, whoever's going to do the play-by-play, I think it's going to be Melissa. But whoever's going to do the play-by-play, they got to know their stuff. They got to be on point. They cannot shout over each other. No. If they shout over each other, it's going to sound like a mess. And that is the, um, that's the, what should we call it, the kind of like reference I made to the view there. Yeah. Because when men shout over each other, it sounds like crap. Mm-hmm. Right, like and it's and like make it make it clear, listeners. I'm not by any means saying that if men are shouting over each other at the announce table, it sounds good. But if women do it, it's trash. No, 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 no. When men, that's that's not an issue with like AEW's four person table. When AEW has four people at the table, and you got a Scalabre trying to do the play by play, and like Mark Henry's trying to give in like the the color, and then you have like. Taz is doing what Taz does, and you have Shivani trying to add in like bits and pieces. Like there's two, and Jr. is doing the play-by-play, and Excalibur is doing the play-by. Like there's too much going on. 
like most of the time it's what is JR, Excalibur, Taz, and Shivani, right? That's the usual yeah. four man team for AEW on Dynamite. Yeah, it's either Taz, Jericho, like yeah, right. And then it's, just, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Like, there's not enough space for everyone to talk. So sometimes, like when I watch AEW, I'll have like the volume down because it's too. Mm-hmm. I, I can't hear all four boys at the same time, especially when Excalibur is a competent. I know like Shays doesn't like him, but I think Caliber. Uh, I think Excalibur is actually a really good play-by-play guy. So you have two play-by-play guys and then two color guys. It's, it's too much. Too much. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down now. So that's my concern with the knockouts knockdown. I don't want Melissa Santos to be doing the play-by-play and then Beta Scott's going to do a Beth Phoenix and just start shouting, oh, my God, what a move. Shut up. Let 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 the move happen. Let it breathe. And then you throw mm-hmm. in your two cents. Because that's a problem with Beth. They'll be calling the, the, the action and she'll just, oh, my God. What, oh, my Beth, shut up. Stop it. Let it. Let the match happen interject when need be if you're gonna have a reaction have it by yourself don't step over the call yep but anyway i don't want to spend too much time on the announce table big news the biggest news coming out of the professional the world of professional wrestling outside of wwe actually happen is is like happening now so i believe it was yesterday correct me if i'm wrong tommy boy Yesterday was the airing of Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. With Ric Flair. Well, it wasn't... See, the big story is Ric Flair, and the second story coming out of it, where I've read in a couple places, is Tommy Dreamer. Right, but the episode was about Ric Flair, right? No. No. The episode was about the plane ride from hell. Oh, okay. I thought it was about Ric Flair, and they mentioned the plane ride from hell. No, the so the episode basically started out because I I literally just watched prob I finished watching it maybe say 10, 15 minutes before we went on air. Okay. So it is still very fresh in my head. Okay. Um it starts out basically detailing, hey, you know, got on the plane. It was for a Europe trip that ended with the insurrection pay-per-view over in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they like, you know, we went to Germany, we went here. And we had a very successful night at Insurrection. So everybody was on, like, an emotional high. Like, a team winning the championship. That's what it was compared to. Morale was high. And then all of a sudden, they, everybody that knows the plane ride from Hell story, they got delayed the seven hours on the tarmac. Right. So for most wrestling fans, we've all heard of the plane ride from Hell. Right? So we know, like bits and pieces so far until apparently new light was shed on it by this um, by this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Now, unfortunately, again, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Um, I suggest that you do the same way I'm going to. I don't want Tommy Boy to give away too much because, uh, you know, that's that's not for us yeah. to do. But nope. but so so what what exactly happened with so there was a, a, the story about rick flair that so, led yeah. to so then tommy dreamer was interviewed as a part mm-hmm. of the episode and his response in the interview as part of the episode has led to severe backlash for both rick flair but more so tommy dreamer 
basically, would you like me to say what just, the what, flight attendant ahead. claimed? Yeah, go ahead. And I'm going to try to be as PC about this as I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, the 44 minutes of the show flew by. Right. It flew. Like, it was, it didn't feel like 44 minutes, but it was. Okay. So, skipping out all the, you know, all the stuff, because everybody should sit down and watch it. Ric Flair had this gag where he would put his robe on with nothing under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the gag is because from what everybody was saying, thank God I was never in the back to see this. Rick is gifted in certain areas, if you catch what I'm throwing at you. Gross. So he would do a helicopter thing with it. Right. Went to the back to the galley where the flight attendant was, you know, getting whatever, because... Mind you, they were drinking the entire seven hours they were on the tarmac before the plane even took off. Right, 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 right. And this is the same plane right from hell where there was like a fight on there, right? The Kurt Henning Brock Lesnar fight. Yes. That almost opened the door at thirty thousand right. feet. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So same this is all the same player. All the stories that you heard about for the plane ride, this is all one it's it's not a seven hour trip like the plane ride itself is seven hours, but it was 14 hours because the seven hours they sat on the tarmac. They didn't even go I, back to the airport. I cannot. As soon as we're done with recording and editing this episode, I'm watching this. I'm probably going to have yeah. it on while I'm editing because I can't wait to watch this. So Rick goes to the back and he wants the flight attendant to, you know, touch something. Mm. So that being said, um, you know, she, you know, refused, refused what he, she claimed to be his advances. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Dreamer basically comes out and said, because eventually she did sue or start an action, so on and so forth. They ended up settling. Okay. Tommy Dreamer's ultimate opinion was in the thing of, you wouldn't have settled if it was that bad. Like, he basically called her a joke. Tommy Dreamer, no, 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 no. And, like, I'm sorry to give that away, but that is that is where... If anybody read an article, you read what Tommy said or something saluted. He basically said he didn't believe a word she was saying and that it was a joke to him. <sighs> and there was another claim on the flight, too, if you'd like me to talk about that one that hasn't... I was shocked about this because this one got absolutely no press. Okay. From the same flight attendant. Okay. So you'll see in the episode that, you know, people spiking people's drinks or whatever. Scott Hall's drug addiction problems are well documented. Right. She claimed that towards the end of the flight, he was waking up, grabbed her, which caused her blouse to rip open, like buttons to rip off. And basically said stuff that he wanted to do to her and then, like, licked her face. Now, Scott has said, I, you know, and there's a recording of him saying, like, I I don't remember any of this. Like, he says he recalls nothing. And basically from the story that Just Incredible tells, it's very believable that Scott Hall would have no recollection of this. Yeah, I mean, like you said. When you watch the episode, Mm -hmm. you'll see why I said that. Look, like you said, Scott Hall's demons are well documented. We all know this. And um, you know he was let go shortly after that, not because of the plane ride from hell, but because of his demons. Right. And so, like, how do I say this without it coming off 
horrendously. It's just a, preface it. It's a lot worse when someone is fully conscious and has their like full wherewithal of what they're doing and saying and is being aggressive sexually versus someone who is inebriated, does not have their full faculties, and is being inappropriate. And again, I'm not in no way, shape, or form am I saying that what Scott Holt did was okay, but who's more responsible for their actions? You know, like, bad phrasing. Who is, like, in my opinion, what Ric Flair did is far worse. Who has more to answer for there? Right. Like, if we think about our own lives, right? Like, if you got plastered and you did something that you regretted, there's going to be some people who let you off the hook. You know what I mean? They'd be like, well, they were drunk, so, like, they didn't mean it. You know what I mean? But if you have your full faculties about you and you just straight face do some next-level messed up stuff, there's no excuse. Right? Um. Oh, hello. I'm not sure if you had this in the news. What's up? If you didn't, I'm about to tell you. Impact Wrestling has suspended yes. Tommy Dreamer indefinitely. I was going to lead to that. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, there yeah. You go. Yeah, yeah. So as a result of the episode coming out yesterday, Impact, thank you. Impact has, um, they have suspended Tommy Dreamer indefinitely. Um, in the tweet, that they put out, they don't mention anything about it. However, they did release an email amongst the company that does say something along the lines of like what Tommy Dreamer did or said rather do not reflect Bob, you know, the whole spiel. They have to, they absolutely have to, because he was very direct and I'm going to say merciless with his opinion about what the, what that flight attendant was claiming. That's so sad. That's so sad. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how. Which is like which I, is I, shocking. I I am I understand how it happened in what was it two thousand one something like that. Yeah, something in there. Like, here, uh, you go on. I'll look up when it happened. So I understand how it happened at the time. Again, not condoning it, but like I understand it happening in that time frame. But now that it is 2021. 2002. 2002. I was off by a year. I understand how this happens in 2002. I don't understand Tommy Dreamer saying what he did in 2021. We have all made mistakes. And he acknowledges that, actually. he he The one quote I will say from him, because he's not giving away anything in the episode, Mm -hmm. he says, these days... You know, I probably don't give this thing, but this is my opinion on it. You know, whatever happened, happened then. He was because, to be honest, these days, my hairstyle right now, mind you, his hair is just literally slicked back. He goes, my hairstyle is offensive to somebody watching this right now. You see, that's that that stuff right there. That's, you know, I thought Tommy Dreamer was better than that. I really did. Maybe I'm maybe I'm 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 dumb and naive, but I really thought Tommy Dreamer was better than that. I never would have thought that he was this guy. multiple occasions well multiple occasions i met tommy dreamer and he was always the most gracious nice person you yeah 
that's the impression and I got from him whenever I saw interviews or people talking about him. I thought he was one of the good guys. Yeah. And the thing is that the impressions you got were right. Like I was actually keeled over like, oh my God, this, this is not the Tommy Dreamer I met all those years before and after the plane ride from hell. Like it's crazy to me. It's so funny because I, I've, whenever I've seen – um, anything about ECW and the guys that were there, right? And I listen to the interviews from the guys that worked there. They all kind of fit the bill, right? Like Sabu, Sandman, mm-hmm. um, New Jack. Most of these guys all kind of fit the bill, if you know what I mean. Yep. But Tommy Dreamer always, to me, came off as not that guy. He always came up yeah. by someone who just happened to work there, but he wasn't one of those guys. Same with, like, Rhino. I, I always thought the same of Rhino. I was like, I think Rhino is a guy who just happened to work there, but he wasn't, like, one of those guys. Yeah, but, 100%. But to hear this from Tommy, man, that's – it's disappointing. Uh, I mean, it's disappointing to hear anyone speak like this, mm-hmm. but I really thought Tommy Dreamer wasn't that kind of guy. Um, like, I was going to say, look, we've all – made mistakes we've all done things we're not proud of i have done things when i was way younger i'm talking about like 20 years ago or 15 15 20 years ago whatever i've done stuff that i'm not proud of that if i did it today i'd be like dude that's not cool yeah you know but i think we can all say that and if anybody says that they can't say that you're lying to yourself. Especially growing up when we did. I mean, Tommy, yeah. you're, you're a little older than I am, so even more so for like your age group. But growing up... I grew up in the heart of Bensonhurst, too. Exactly. You know, so growing up in the 80s and 90s, you know, in the early 2000s, it was a different world. You Things that were done and said were done and said callously with no consideration or thought of other people for the sake of doing things and saying things. It was all about the shock and awe. My friends and I used to do stuff because we thought it was like crazy stuff to do, not thinking about how it made other people feel. Right. I'm so glad that we're kind of living in this age where people are way more considerate to, you know, people's feelings and, and, you know, people's trauma. Right. Like that stuff was not a thing for you and I and Shades and and the Baby Maker. Like that was that that did not happen for any of us growing up. But you gotta you gotta take a look back and see what's going on, right? So like Tommy Dreamer, who's what in his fifties at this point? Something like that. Yeah, right? he's in his. He's got to be in his fifties. Tommy Dreamer is. Oh my god. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's fifty. He's exactly fifty. So, he's fifty years old. I understand you're fifty years old, but at some point you got to read the room and take a temperature of society, and understand yeah. that what was okay in two thousand and two is not okay in twenty twenty one. Even if when it happened, you were like, "Oh man, that's oh Rick, that Rick is crazy." You have to be able to look back 20 years later and go, man, yo, Rick should not have been doing that. And we should not have been egging him on. You know what I mean? That's a shame. It's a shame. Um, But he's been he's been suspended indefinitely. Um, And can I just okay? let's let's I'm, I'm. I've been I've been having all these thoughts all day. So I saw this news break while I was at work. 
And I'm like, oh, man, I can't think about this right now. I got classes to teach. But I'm so sick and tired of wrestling fans who are willing to excuse heroes just because they're heroes. That actually came up in the episode. Like, Ric Flair will always be one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. But it's never been a question that he wasn't necessarily a great guy. And now with this, we might have to think twice about how we think of Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Right? Because well, come on. Everybody, everybody knew. But it's, it's, it's one thing to know that he's a womanizer, because we all know that, right? There was no doubt that Ric Flair was out there humping whatever he could, right? Mm-hmm. But to know that he was being sexually aggressive to women, we have to take we have to be able to take a second look. And I'm not saying let's villainize him right now because again, we're talking about Ric Flair, who at the time was probably already in his 40s, in 2002, yep. when the culture was very much just you know, boobs and butts and sex and alcohol and drugs. And like, I don't even, under, I can't even fathom what the culture was like in the WWF locker room at the time. But we have to be able to now think, look, Rick's still one of the greatest to ever do it, but he was a problematic guy. Yep. You know, the well, same way that like, I think, we, oh, I, I, man, I can never remember to take my phone off of, and put it on vibrate. <laughs> um, same way, like so. I I don't I don't mess with Hulk Hogan. I was oh, never man. the biggest Hogan fan, but once it came out that he's a racist, it's like, oh, cool. I want nothing to do with you ever, ever, ever. Same thing with um, Ultimate Warrior. I was never really an Ultimate Warrior fan, but he's scum, and so I'm sorry. You shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but sorry, fam, you're trash. Um, We've talked. Shades and I have talked about Chris Benoit on the show. Again, uh-huh. arguably one of the greatest wrestlers. To, I'm sorry, inarguably one of the greatest yeah. in ring workers ever, but horrible human being. And it's one thing like we talked about Jericho a couple of times because we don't necessarily agree with his um, political affiliations and what that implies. And so, like, I don't, I can't mess with Jericho outside of. Like, even, even as a fan of his work, I kind of, like, pull back now. I don't feel the same as I used to about him because of that stuff. Because we have to be able to not, like, wrestlers are not just wrestlers, they're people too, right? So yeah. we can't just support the product without supporting the person behind the product. And so if you're going to be a vile human being, whether it's racist, uh, sexist, abusive, um, uh big you know a bigot whatever the case is if i can't mess with you as a person i probably shouldn't be messing with you as a fan right and so tommy dreamer i sorry bro i'm not with it anymore can't do it i i can acknowledge what you've done for the hardcore side of professional wrestling but you can go way over there buddy and rick flair you get the old man pass but other than that Sorry, fam. We not peoples. There you go. 
definitely check out that episode. Oh, 100% once we're off the air, I'm watching it. But anyway, didn't mean to go on to a whole diatribe, guys, but, you know, real stuff is real. We got to talk about it here on the show, right? We got a platform, we got to use it. Not um, wrong, sir. Oh, real quick, for anyone who follows, like, other wrestling personalities, uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful has been getting harassed on Twitter and receiving anonymous phone calls threatening him and his family because he had some opinion. Y'all need to cut that out. That's 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 not it. That's not it. We're supposed think. to be we're supposed to be a community, and you're gonna harass some dude and his family and threaten them because he's doing his job. Listen, I I I'm, it seems like they got it sorted out, and they got the cops involved and everything, but dude, like that that can't fly. So these are the same people. That if they were to try to say it to his face and he stepped to them, they're trying to reach for their cell phones to dial 911 and hit that SOS button because they're still burning from the sun from getting out of their mother's basements. Yeah, I, I don't... And Chase calls them, it's the mouth breathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got me so upset. Because, like, Sean Rossap is, like, the most chill dude who, like, lives in, like, Kansas or something. Like... He don't bother no one. He does his job. He gets wrestling scoops. He has a like he works in the in the industry. And y'all gonna come at him for doing his job? Threatening his family, sending him death threats on the phone with a nut like bro. Mm-hmm. Like who, who are you even? That's insane, bro. I'm it's times like this where I'm glad that like Grabbles of Apples is still relatively small. Because if we ever got that big and an opinion came and people started making threats to like me or Shades or even you guys, the Bourbon Brothers, bro. Oof. You can unanonymous that phone all day. We will give you an address. I'm not playing that stuff. Guy's doing his job, and you'll find all four of us sitting on that stoop waiting for you to get there. Bro, it gets me so upset because we're not even talking about someone who's out here speaking like vile, like vitriol like no the guy is is a mad chill dude who happened to give an opinion that someone didn't like while doing his job get out of here idiots anyway let's move on now now i'm all hot um so as i mentioned before and i alluded to pre uh uh, during the the pre-show before the bell the ring of honor women's championship tournament has concluded at death before dishonor with rock z Defeating Miranda Alize. Now, I am not familiar with either two of these two young ladies. Roxy, from what I'm seeing here, is 19 years old. So, A, big ups to her on such an, an achievement at such a young age to be crowned as Ring, Ring of Honor's first women's world champion. Because they don't, they're not counting the Women of Honor championship. That's not a thing anymore. Um so good for her and whoa for Ring of Honor to be willing to put that on a 19-year-old. Yeah, because you know what? You're taking a big risk there. Huge. Because a champion also like a captain on a sports team has to be a leader in the room in the back. Mm-hmm. So they must see something there. I mean, by all the I don't know her. I've never seen her work, um, but 
from what I'm seeing online, she's very highly praised. Um, I see her someone there's someone out here calling her a Texas wrestling prodigy. So that's that's high praise for a 19 year old girl out of Texas. Listen, chica, do you? You know, do it, hold it down. She's a Latina also, so like big ups, let's do the damn thing, you know? Just especially knowing the names that have come out of Texas in wrestling too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Texas is no slouch for, you know, for producing wrestlers. So, mm-hmm. hey, dude, listen, I hope, I hope that she can live up to the task. Um, and hopefully this is the beginning of, of a tremendous career for her. She's apparently trained by Daga and Booker T. So that's, oh, I don't know, man. Go. Let's see. Let's see what this girl. I I want to see her one of her matches. I may have to go back and re and uh, and watch this pay per view just to watch her match. Uh, man, can you imagine putting your top belt on a nineteen year old? Because by all accounts, that's what it is for the women's division, of Ring of Honor. She's the women's world champion. Yep. So she's the the top of the female heap in Ring of Honor. Insane. They must see something there. It's wild. I could, bro, even if I saw something, I don't know if I'm going to put that on a 19-year-old. That's crazy. Anyway, so that's going to wrap up the news outside of WWE. Now, we have three bits of news over coming from Titan Towers. Let's go with the small, and then we'll go to the big. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way, but it works out that yeah, way. Well, I, was gonna, I was gonna have to compliment you too there, and, right? Totally unintentional. Johnny Gargano's contract is reportedly to expire in December, aka Johnny Gargano is set to renew his contract in December because <laughs> Johnny Gargano ain't going nowhere. Let's be real, folks. No, they they give him everything. Candice is pregnant. They just got. They just did the gender reveal. He's not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. Her contract is over in like February of 2022. So like, where where are they going? And they're not going to freeze her contract either. So it doesn't make any sense for her or Johnny to go anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. I saw this come up in the news. It's like, oh, another WWE wrestler contract expiring soon. I'm like, okay. Johnny Gargano. I was like, oh, get out of here. He's not going anywhere. Stop it. The rumors are swirl. The rumors are swirl. But I honestly don't believe Johnny Gargano is going to go anywhere. Why would he? It doesn't make any sense. If he leaves WWE, he's doing a disservice to him and his family. He is. He is one of the few that you can, like... Why do I pick Johnny Gargano in 9 out of 10 NXT pay-per-views? Johnny NXT. Johnny Takeover. It's Johnny NXT right there. Look, they they like him. They take care of him. Candice has been doing good work with them. You know, they take care of her. Like I said, she has a baby on the way, so she's not going to be in the ring for a while. They have a home down in Florida. There's no reason for Johnny Gargano to go anywhere. I'll be shocked if he does. Uh, Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, moving on to more contract talk, Pete Dunne, Peter Dune has reportedly agreed to a new three-year extension with WWE. I do not know how I feel about this. I'm not in agreement because ever since he dropped the UK title to Volter, mm-hmm. 
he's always been like the the comparison I made with uh, what's that tag team I that picked twice that burnt me out of the title twice. Um, I forgot their name. That's how much I don't like them. Um, they always put him right at the precipice where you think, oh my god, he they might give him the big one. Oh, and legado. Not only does he was that legado. No, not legado. The oh. other, the ones that lost the Dusty Cup and then at um, Stand and Deliver. Yeah, I, I don't care enough to remember. Not um, MSK because MSK won. No, MSK won. It's you said not legado, not legado. The other ones, uh, I don't know. Either way, I they always get him to that precipice, but he never crosses it. Not like. He's a perennial title contender, or mm-hmm. like I would mm-hmm. say, the guy that eats the pin. Mm-hmm. He's been sniffing the main event scene, but nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if you're going to lead into this, but for me, I'm not. Well, I'll let you lead into if you were going to lead into that next bit of NXT news that's there. I can continue at this point. No, the only other news I had is what happened on Raw. So you can go ahead. You weren't going to mention that Tommaso Ciampa got Goldie back? Oh, you see, these things happen I don't care about, so I forgot. <laughs> Go ahead. Tommaso Ciampa got Goldie back. Yeah. Hi, we're WWE. We're going to change NXT. NXT 2.0 is going to focus on making new stars. We're going to crown a new NXT champion. Tommaso Ciampa, who's 45 years old. What? For me, what? this should have been Pete Dunne's win. Especially with a three-year extension. Yeah. This should have been Pete Dunne's win, in my opinion. Not for any other reason. The dude just signed an extension. And exactly what you said. New, 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 new. Old, 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 old. Exactly. From Samoa Joe to Tommaso Ciampa. And all you're doing is talking about making new young stars. Listen, And moving away. We're going to move away from the indie talents. Last week when we uh, when we went to that game, we ranted enough about the uh, Samoa Joe cross situation. <sighs> we don't need to put that on air because that was too long. <laughs> Moving away from the indie scene, shall I introduce you to Psycho Killer, a.k.a. Thomas Ciampa? <laughs> so, yeah, in, in my honest opinion, that was Pete Dunne's win. And he's such a, He's such a good wrestler. He, he, oh my like God. People, for, people almost forget his match with Tyler Bate and take over Chicago. Shoot, I haven't forgotten it. Bro, his match with Volter, his matches in like with uh, like with Ricochet or Adam Cole. Dude, he's in a big match. He's he so good. He is so, when he was the champ, the bruiserweight stuff. Oh, oh my I love God. It. Bro. We went to take over. We went to take over, and he came out, and the the place was exploding for him. And now he's kind of just like he's just he's just there. He's literally the guy. Like, oh, we need somebody to defend the title against. Here you go, Pete. I don't, look, now that he's got a new three year deal, I'm hoping for the best for him. I hope they do something with him. I hope he gets some sort of gold at some point. Oh, they already missed one opportunity. He's, he has so much talent for him to not succeed. You know? But then, like like I've told uh, Ugo, I don't feel bad for them at some point because they keep signing the contract. Well, the thing with Pete Dunne, though, is you got to remember, where else is he going to go, right? No, 100%. At this point, I'm it's talking about WWE or AEW. 
because he's, about he's the guys too that good for complain about it. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, he's too good for Impact. He's mm-hmm. he's way too good for Ring of Honor. No, he only has two choices. Three Unless he wants to go to Japan. I, exactly, I said three if he's willing to go to Japan. But then I I I, don't, I mean he would fit right in. I think Pete Dunne would fit like a glove in Japan. Oh, his style, absolutely. We can spend all night talking about that. Oh, yeah, I can book him in 14 feuds right now. There you um, go. But, but but with that said, like, if it's if you don't want to leave the States, you're already here, you're making a couple bucks at WWE, they're going to refill you, why not? There's yep. nothing for you to do in the AEW, to be honest. Let's be real, there's no room for it to be done right now. No, there isn't. So let them stay in WWE and make your money. Do, do you, boo-boo. Do, do you, boo-boo. boo-boo. Now... We said we're going to come back to this, so here we are. After AEW's All Out, after Dynamite won in the ratings, WWE starts what they do. They crack some eggs, they start scrambling. Mm -hmm. And so what happens on Twitter, on Sunday night, Biggie tweets, or on Monday morning, I think it was. Monday morning. Monday morning, sorry. I intend to cash in my Money in the Bank briefcase on Monday Night Raw tonight. I'm like, oh. Here we go. That sounds about right. Oh, look. It's a ratings grab. Hey, look. Look. Hey, guys. Look. Hey, look. It's a ratings grab. Do you you see the ratings grab? It's a ratings grab. And so here comes Big E on Monday Night Raw, even though he's a SmackDown guy, but whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, the draft but, is, like, October 1st or something like that. I don't care. See, the thing is, when you want to cash in money in the bank, did they ever? Did they never say that it matters what show you're on. No, no, no. You can you can go for any title you want. Yeah. You can go for any title. That's, that's kind of the whole thing. It doesn't matter. But still, like, <sighs> anyway. So, even though the draft is in October, October 1st, to be exact. So, here comes Big E. But on the same night that he's already announced he's going to cash in, they put Lashley in a title match with Randy Orton, and then Lashley, quote-unquote, hurts his leg. Mm-hmm. And then Big E still cashes in, and he beats Lashley to become the new champion. Now, okay, I get it. Everyone loves Big E. The place popped. All of the wrestling community, all the wrestlers in the wrestling community are gushing over Big E on Twitter. And I yep. love it. And I love, I always love to see that sort of support, like that real shoot support for a wrestler who's been doing it for a while. From multiple promotions. Exactly. Not just WWE guys. Like the entire wrestling world came out to Ex- congratulate him. Exactly. I just wish it was under better circumstances. How many times have we said this about, without going into a rant, without spending the next hour on this? How many times have we said this about WWE? Yeah. Great idea. Love it. Ecstatic for E. Yep. Did you have to ruin it? Yeah. Because you have, first of all, you have Lashley with the, with that, that faux injury. So now, and I understand their idea is this keeps Lashley strong but gives Big E the win. But this doesn't give Big E the right win. Nope. Because he beat a hurt Lashley for the championship. So you can't legitimize his title win until he defends it against Lashley and wins. Exactly. And I understand that WWE doesn't care about the minutia. They're not about minutia. They're about the big moment. And they got it. Because it was everywhere. 
I couldn't go on Twitter at all on Tuesday without seeing everyone talking about Biggie, happy for Biggie, awesome Biggie, 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 can't you see? <laughs> you like that, right? That was well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, a question for you, Professor. Dale. If we subtracted Biggie's tweet, yeah, are we a little happier at the outcome? Um, because I honestly think I would be a fraction because then it doesn't feel like a pre-planned cash grab. For, yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like oh my god, AEW's beating us again. We need to do something. Right. I mean, that's what it ultimately would be once it happens. Like, if I'm – so I don't watch Raw, right? But, but if, we're not talking about it all day like it is. So, like, if we don't know this happens, right, and then on Tuesday I wake up and it's all over my Twitter, I'd be like, oh, okay, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Versus yep. me having, like, 12 hours or whatever it was or eight hours, I'd be like, oh, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Like the end result is still the same. It's still a ratings grab, and I would have seen it the same way. Um, and still, the way they booked the match was junk. But for like, so like, if a hundred percent, the pie is a hundred percent, right? I probably would have disliked this ten percent less. Yeah, had he not tweeted it, you know, it would have. If they, the if for me, no tweet. No Randy Orton match. No legit. No no injury. And don't do it so close to full to to all out. You get the thumbs up from me. Yep. But all of those factors make me go. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with it. I don't feel it. I'm not with it. it. I don't want it. I don't. I don't. No. I know. I know that I usually like the way this tastes, but I don't want this right now. Nope. This is no good for me. Thank you. I'm gonna pass on this on this meal because it's tainted with your buffoonery. I don't exactly. want it. Exactly. I don't want it. Thank you. Maybe next time. But anyway, um, is there anything else that I may have missed, Tommy Boy? I've been scanning the news while we've been talking. We, in my opinion, we've hit all those big marks. I did the same. I didn't see anything on Twitter. That's normally where everything breaks. I didn't see anything. So, yep. With that said. In the world of professional wrestling, there are good seats. But there and are. I'm sorry. Yep, there, no? there are those bad seats too. There are. But they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. So I'm going to give my good seed to. Actually, I can't decide, and not because there's not a lot to choose from. It's because I have a few that I wouldn't mind giving my good seed to. I'm going to give my good seed to Roxy winning the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Because, because she's so young. She's a, a person of color, a Latina. As the first ever Ring of Honor Women's Champion, I'm going to give it to her. This is a big moment for her. Hopefully, this is the beginning of many big moments to come. So, Roxy, you get my good seed for the week. Let's just hope it doesn't turn into a bad seed. Uh, There's going to be a rotten up that falls off the tree one day. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, believe it or not, minus everything that you said, like the whole production thing of it, from some of the tweets I've read and everything, as a person, I'm giving my good seed to Big E. Yeah, that's fair. Because, you know what? This even goes back to Brody. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. How many people said Brody would be ecstatic? And how, like, they said somebody that was there for Brody's family financially and, you know, financially support, you know. And physically. Like, he was literally there. Physically there. The day he died. Emotionally there. Like, when the man's wife says a good man got everything he deserved finally. Yeah. Yeah. I can't not give my good CT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Like, and and you know what? I I would t- I totally co-sign that. As in, like, giving it to E, not to the way it was handled. No, not to the way it's handled. Yeah, yeah. Just for Big E getting Being the WWE champion. Yeah. Yes, and I'm and I'm sorry. No disrespect to Kofi, but that's who should have won it at Mania 35. If you, you know, Big E's name should be in that spot that Kofi's is. Well, duh. So Kofi has a very historic title, and I'm happy for him. But I think that belonged to E. Man, don't talk to me about Kofi. <laughs> I'll talk to you about next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, word! You, you just you just gonna throw Wednesday in my face like that? I just got a bad seed from you. <laughs> you are my bad well, seed. William's bad seed is me. <laughs> And you know what's worse is that I can't even, like, in all reality, I couldn't even go next week because, like, this week I was able to go because I was off on Thursday. You was off the next day. Yeah. So, like, taking that trek from Jersey back home to Brooklyn when I have work the next morning is fine. I, my first period is 8 o'clock. I got to be teaching at 8 a.m. I can't be taking public transportation from no queens at midnight to teach at 8. Are you nuts? Just, well, you know what? I deserve this, and you know why I deserve. You know why I deserve this because I missed out on this week's, this past week's dynamite. You didn't miss out. What did you miss out on? Nothing happened. I was supposed to be there. Be there for the nothing, for for the most generic ass, run of the mill, by the numbers dynamite, where we had Jericho being somewhat homophobic, and like Ruby <laughs> wasn't even on the show, and Adam Cole had a match. But all right, cool. Thanks for that. We had a promo from Kenny and, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, I mean, Brian Danielson. All right, cool, I guess. You couldn't hear nothing because the arena's trash. Like, oh, that arena's trash. What, what did you miss? Tell me, Tommy boy, what did you miss? The only the, the Rampage match with the Lucha Brothers and, and, um, and Butcher and the Blade was the highlight of the entire show. And there that was go. Rampage. It wasn't even Dynamite. So tell me, oh boy. What, what'd you miss? Huh? Huh, buddy? What'd you, what'd you miss? A, a night with my grapples to apples, friends. Did you miss Orange Cassidy being on Elevation? Is that what you missed? Dunga Rosa you're being on Elevation? What I, you're just going to no-sell what I said? Do you understand how angry I am at the show that I attended and the show that it should have been and the show that you will be going to? I can't believe you're no-selling what I said. I will. If no- Shades was here, he would have acknowledged what I said. Well, Shades isn't here. I'm here, and I'm angry, and you're making me angry again, and you're making me rant about something that I promised I wasn't going to do. What's your actual bad seed? Ugh, other than you? <laughs> 
Um, oh God. I think we might agree on our bad seed. Let's I'm see what you say. Trying so hard to not be angry during this episode, and you're making it difficult. Um, I, I, how does it not I go to Tommy Dreamer? On it? How does it not go to Tommy Dreamer? We're in agreement. I mean, how does it? How does it go anywhere other than Tommy Dreamer being just with 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 his dumbassness? Yep. Tommy Dreamer should have been a dynamite this week. Damn it. <sighs> anyway, folks. Um, before before throw Brant's anymore, I think we're gonna. I'm gonna pop a blood. Call this a show. I'm I'm gonna give myself a hernia from being so angry. So, Am I gonna do the outro? No. Would you shut your hole and let me do the outro? This is my job. Gosh. Anyway, you will listen to us on SoundCloud.com. So grab Apple. Let's grab the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud the same way, I don't like Tommy Boy. You got Google Podcasts. You got Apple Podcasts. You got iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening, I'm so mad at AEW. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com. Instagram.com slash grapples apples. Get us grapples the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're gonna do to put us as many eyes on YouTube as possible. Because we appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys leave you know a heartwarming message for Shades. Let him yes. know that that you guys are thinking about him. Uh, in the meantime, thank you uh, for listening. As always, I've been one of your hosts, the very angry. Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the poet Terry, Shakespearean candidate, major English, Mr. Certified, the Godfather, whatever you need me to be, that's whoever you need me to be, that's what I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. So angry, I can't even do my own thing right. <laughs> Joined remotely, live, from the world's most famous arena. You have your champion, one half of those suburban brothers, Tommy Boy, and... If Will can stomach me, you might be hearing your champion's voice again very soon. Man, boy, listen. If I have to deal with you after you went to next week's uh, Grand Slam. By the way, did you know that Rampage is going to be two hours? Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I I wasn't going to mention that because I got other things to do than listen to you rant. With, like, all the tiles on the line? You know everything. It's like a pay per view, including Ruby Riot. I mean, sorry, Ruby Soho, who wasn't even at the show that I was at, and she's gonna be fighting for the title at my show. Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out our episodes from last week, <laughs> this week, next week, and every other week. Here's an apple a day. Tommy Boy away. <laughs>